In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. The best marketers sell with story, and the best storyteller wins the customer. And the best stories are your customer stories. I'm going to give you the planner to create the perfect video case story for your business, just like we've done with all of our clients here at Authentic Web. Just go to iingarlic.com slash plan or click on the podcast image to get to the show notes and there'll be a link. There you can download the perfect video case study planner the same one we use at Authentic Web to create incredible dynamic video case stories and video case story interviews. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here, and I've got another incredible guest. Uh, You know, when we talk, you're listening to a podcast. Well, this guy's been in podcasting since uh, 2004. Uh, Before the show, we were talking a little bit about it. I mean, that's impressive enough as it is. He works for a company called Spreaker, but Rob Greenlee's also worked on uh, for marketing for Microsoft, uh, for the Zoom product, and for Xbox, and been marketing director of several companies. Uh, I think this should be an awesome, awesome episode. Rob, thanks for being on the show. It's great to be here, Ian. Uh, it's uh, it's always a pleasure to to talk about podcasting on podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> the podcast inception. Uh, That's right. You know, it, it's it's funny because people are like, your podcast is going well to me. And, and I'm like, and, you know, everyone thinks about downloads and listeners. And, uh, you know, I like to think about podcasts in different ways. And I, I think that, you know, I'd love, definitely love to talk about that. Um, but, you know, I, a little bit about where initially did you get into podcasting and where do you see it going now? Well, you know, I think. When I originally started with this, uh, it really had nothing to do with podcasting. I was I walked into a radio station uh, back in 1999. I was doing search engine marketing consulting at the time, working with small companies to help them get um, in um, Yahoo and and it was actually even before Google. So it was uh, you know AltaVista and a lot of these search engines. And so I just walked into a radio station to say, "Are you doing a?" Um, a show on air uh, about the internet and technology and what's happening with that. Um, back in 99, it was a pretty novel thing. So walked in there and started sharing my knowledge and having guests on and having other people come in that were sharing their knowledge. And we all learned and we all uh, grew and we helped um, kind of uh, share that information about what was so transformative about what was happening with um, um, the the internet and the the web at the time and in a lot of ways my fascination came from well how is the internet and the web going to impact marketing and so that's that's where that's how I got connected with it. that's how I started doing um, audio was um, sharing this transformational thing not unlike what you do with your you know with your marketing focus of your show it's just talking about how to give um, other people tips and tricks and and uh, to take advantage of these new mediums that are out there. Uh, back in those days, it was 
really a big mystery. It was one of those things. There was movies being made about the internet. There was movies uh, and celebrities that were, you know, doing doing TV shows. They were just a lot. It was, you know, this whole culture of hacking was such a fascination. Um, and, and people were just not very aware of what it was doing to our culture and, and the changes that were coming. So that's what I focused on for six years with this. And, and, uh, in about 2004, after I'd been doing the on air show, I had, you know, the show was a syndicated radio shows on the XM side of that radio network for a couple of years too. Um, and just basically evolved the show into a podcast, uh, back in, uh, about 2005, four, well, actually it was 2004 is when I started podcasting. But for me, it wasn't a big deal because I was already making my, my audio file, um, basically available as a download off my website anyway. So putting it into an RSS feed at the time wasn't really that big of a deal to me. Um, because I was already distributing my audio show to proprietary platforms that were doing very similar things to podcasting back then. Um, one was through a platform called Sync and Go from Microsoft. They actually had a a media sharing platform that was uh, focused on the Windows XP and the Pocket PC. So, so that's kind of a long-winded, you know, you know, sixteen years or whatever, eighteen years that I've been doing this. Uh, there's a lot of stories. <laughs> I bet. I bet. And it, it's evolved so much. And, you know, it's it's funny to me. It's still how many people don't even have the podcast, you know, app on their their phone and don't use this tool. And it's, it's an amazing tool on both sides. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people have the app on their phone. They just don't know they do. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Now it's 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 on their phone. Yeah. 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 And uh, but yeah, no one knows how to use it. I'll I'll, I'll give you a little problem though, since the new update, I've been having a lot of problems with the podcast app. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, it, it's it's such an awesome way to learn stuff, to keep in tune with stuff. You know, the other day, I'm you know, I yeah. walk around just listening to podcasts all the time because it's just like it, it just information just right into your head. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's fantastic. But from a podcasting standpoint, a lot of people look at like the radio show, which is how you evolved. But how do you see podcasting evolving now? How do you see the formats evolving? How do you see it changing? Well, you know, um, if I think back over it over the last 14 years, um, the actual medium itself really hasn't changed that much. And I'm not sure that it's going to uh, change dramatically. I, I think the big things that have changed uh, is the kind of professionalism that's come into the podcast medium. Uh, there are some new formats. I think people have been experimenting with uh, different content genres for many years. So we've kind of cycled through a lot of different content genres right now. There's different phases that the medium has gone through. Like we went through the, the comedian phase and, and now we're in the storytelling phase. And it, before that, uh, back when podcasting started, it was more the, the technology talk show phase or the or the really kind of crude uh, a humor show or um, kind of like, a, uh, you know, just a group of guys getting together talking about, you know, a movie or a fan cast and things like that. So we've had these different um, genre spikes in um in content that's really driven this medium forward. And the, the major media have 
um, come and gone and come again. So and back in the early days, a lot of the big media companies jumped on board really early because the hype was there. There was a lot of attention in the early days of podcasting. And then it kind of faded away about, uh, about 2008 to 10, the, the attention in the podcasting space from a media perspective kind of dropped. And so a lot of the big media companies kind of dropped out of podcasting. They say, oh, it's not worth it. We're not making any money. Uh, the audience isn't growing fast enough. Uh, but over the last three, three and a half years or so, uh, all those companies that dropped out because it wasn't as cool at the time. And a lot of the reason why I think podcasting had a little dip in its perception was because that was the window of time when social media took off. So we had YouTube and Twitter and Facebook um, during that same time, that 2007, 8, 9, 10 was when that's when the hype cycle for social media came out. And that basically drowned out the conversation about podcasting. And so now that social media is a little less cool, it's pretty much um, mature and established. Um, mom and dad are involved in it now. It's not as cool for the younger younger set now. Um, that uh, podcasting is kind of coming into its own again and getting younger people involved, creating storytelling podcasts. I think that's the next big lift that we're seeing happen right now is uh, younger um, creators of audio content and listeners of audio content. So those two things ride together. Yeah, I was at a uh, podcasting conference in Seattle here just a month or so ago uh, called PodCon. And it was basically a podcasting conference that was a lot like uh, Comic-Con that's down in San Diego every year. Um, you know, People get dressed up in costumes. It's all about storytelling. And so that's the I think that's the revolution that we're going through right now as you look at millennials and younger generation getting into this medium and listening to podcasts, but also getting behind the mic and using that creative energy. I call them a, a, the young creative class that are starting to really embrace the medium of audio, um, of the medium of imagination. It's not just all about visual, but this, these, um, this community is growing fast. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's really cool. It's it's amazing, and like you go through and look at all the podcasts, and there's so much material out there. Yeah. Um, that's that's fantastic. From a marketing standpoint and a business standpoint, how are you seeing businesses use podcasts in different ways? Yeah, it can be used however you want to use it. Really, it's it's really a blank slate. Uh, I think companies can come in and use it for whatever that they want to. It could be for customer support. It could be for sharing stories about how people use their products and services. Uh, it can also be just a, uh, just a PR vehicle for getting out, um, breaking information about platforms and educating their customers. So there, there's a lot of ways it can be used. And I believe all these things are being done out there today at various levels and various degrees and various degrees of success. Uh, it's all about the uh, creative process. It's all about how well a brand or a company connects with a community and, uh, and is able to communicate that effectively in an audio program that's regularly produced and updated um, and to build those uh, lasting connections with customers and people that are just looking for experiences. You know, you get companies like General Electric that are creating theater of the mind content for podcasting. I mean, that isn't a natural 
um, connection to you know General Electric's brand, but General Electric's brand has always had a connection to theater, and so that's that's part of that that connection. It's all about what the company uh, has in its DNA and what it believes in and what its leadership um, feels is important to reach their particular customer base or user base or community. Awesome, yeah. I mean, it's it's so true, and 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 it, it, there's just awesome awesome opportunities and it what i love about it too is just uh, you know it, it, there's so much time we have that we can be listening to podcasts and and yeah. you, you train your your people i try to make sure everyone listens to my podcast uh not just because i want them to you know listen to me i want them to be you know educated i want them to know what the best methods for marketing on and you know somewhat entertained as well um yeah so if, if a company, you know, from your standpoint, um, tell me a little bit about the company that you're working for now. And, uh, you know, and well, yeah, just tell me about Spreaker a little. <laughs> yeah, well, Spreaker is a platform that's been around since about 2010. Uh, it's basically a podcast distribution, you know, publishing and distribution and production tool. Um, so you can actually record and, and live stream a podcast on the Spreaker platform as well. So you can kind of do the online radio thing in combination with podcasting. So there are free software tools that are in iOS, Android, Windows, and Mac that you can get for free that you can record a show or live stream and have that live stream program get automatically converted into a podcast dropped into an RSS feed that can be linked up with iTunes or Stitcher or these other listening platforms. So it's an integrated platform that has the production side, the publishing side, and now more recently we've added monetization tools. So uh, we can set up an automated monetization program that will insert um, advertisements into your program that is there's a revenue share on that. So you can actually start earning um, some income from your podcasts. It's all predicated on your ability to grow your audience. The larger your audience, the more ad impressions, just like the advertising business. So um, that's that's in a nutshell what the platform is. We recently, over the last year, acquired uh, Blog Talk Radio, which is a um, very long-standing, long-running company that uh, is all about live shows and using telephony to create live shows. People can use um, uh, cell phones or whatever call in um, to to produce shows together. Um, so that platform has been around for many, many years, much longer than than even even Spreaker. And here at the end of the month, we're going to have a big announcement uh, to announce kind of a new addition to the uh, Spreaker Block Talk Radio family. So I can't talk about it yet, but it's there's a big uh, new addition to our, our our company that will take things to another level. Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a cool platform. Um, so obviously uh, you see a lot of podcasts on here. I mean, well, listen, a lot of podcasts. Uh, a, what do you feel is the minimum criteria to make a really good podcast? What do you think people need to be doing to make it a, an ex, a good podcast? Well, I think you need to think a little bit about what you're doing before you do it. You need to set some goals, um, get an idea of what you're trying to accomplish, I think is the biggest thing to think about um, as you're thinking about putting a podcast together. Um, get 
get organized with it to figure out what you maybe want the title of the show to be, uh, what the, what the graphics might look like. Cause you have to create album art, um, that is bold, big, bold, colorful, um, has a catchy name, um, but also communicates really well of, uh, what the, the show's about and come up with a format for your show. Um, kind of, put this planning in place before you launch a show is, is ideal. Uh, lots of people launch a podcast with very little planning and, and I'm not saying that you have to do the, you know, like a business plan and stuff though you can, um, a lot of podcasts start as an idea and people just get an idea in their head on what they want to produce. doesn't have to be written down, but at least have an idea before you get involved in it and um, just get the equipment that you need, the, the microphone. It's really inexpensive to get a microphone these days uh, that will plug directly into your computer via USB port. Uh, and the Spreaker Studio software, which is free, basically enables you to plug in up to four USB microphones directly into your computer and you can record. It also accepts Skype calls too. So you can bring in a co-host or you can bring in a guest just like what we're uh, doing right now. Um, anybody can do and it's basically for free. And if you get an account on Spreaker, uh, you can take advantage of all these tools. You can do it live or you can record it. Uh, it's like $5 a month. You can have a, a, a podcast. Uh, so, so the cost of a USB microphone is like maybe 75 bucks and you, you probably already have a computer. So, (laughs) you know, there's really very little cost in getting a podcast started today. Um, it's just really understanding what you need to do, uh, what information you need to pull together, you know, like your um, show description, your show title, um, start coming up with show ideas as far as on the episode side, creating a, like maybe a show outline of what you want to cover in your podcast, uh, and then planning ahead a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a big, big part of it too. And, and you know, I definitely found out, you know, doing the podcast, it takes a good 20 episodes before you, you find, (laughs) you find your rhythm and, and learn how to do it properly. And, you know, and that was for me and I've been doing interviewing for 10 years because we do, I, we do video marketing and I, we do a documentary style. So I interview these businesses. So I know how to interview. Right. (laughs) Um, And that's an important skill in this, this medium. If you want to have a, a show that has some diversity, I mean, I do shows, solo shows. I do shows with co-hosts. I am a co-host on, on other shows. So it's, uh, you know, you do learn over time, like how to use a microphone. It's, it's not always an intuitive thing. Some people like to move around a lot when they talk. So, but you can't really do that effectively on a microphone and, and sound good. So th- there is a, there's some lessons there. It's also getting in a room that has fairly good acoustics uh, that has, doesn't have a lot of echo in it. Uh, is also important too. So these are just little things that you learn. And fortunately, at the beginning, most podcasts don't have a lot of people listening. So um, fail early is what I like to say. Um, learn, learn by doing. Don't bank a bunch of episodes. Uh, Get, just get going with your first episode, learn from it, get better in the next one, and learn from it and get better in the next one. And by the time you get to five or six or ten episodes, you're probably starting to build a little bit of an audience if you're doing any marketing. And then it really, uh, it really matters that you're, you're producing a good program every week. It does. It does. Yeah. And it's really cool because, if you know, sometimes – I mean you can see the stats, but sometimes you, see, you feel like no one's listening – 
And yeah. then, and then like, I've had people like, you know, stop me randomly and like, Oh, you're on your, like I've listened to your podcast. I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> somebody's listening out there. Someone's listening. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can see it in your stats. Uh, somebody's listening if your numbers are going up. So that's the other thing that's fun to watch, but don't get too fanatical about your stats. Cause you may get depressed in the early days of your show. Just focus on producing the best show you can and then creating a show that is engaging and will connect with people. Uh, I mean, you need to be authentic. You need to be real. You need to be inviting and be a, be a person that uh, somebody on the other end uh, would want to be friends with, uh, you know, be helpful. I'll keep all those things in mind uh, as you're doing your show, because it, it, you're building friendships is what you're doing. Yes. That's a great way to put it. That's an awesome way to put it. And you are. Um, and you get to, if you do an interview style show like this, you get to meet awesome people like yourself um, and, you know, learn really cool things. And, uh, yeah, but developing those inter- interview skills, too, I find is critical. You know, I was listening to some podcasts this weekend, just testing some new stuff out. And, you know, when you get on those ones where the interviews are bad and you're like, uh, like you can't even listen to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you have a podcaster, too, right? Yeah, two. Yes. Correct. Um, tell me about your podcasts. Well, both of them are podcasts about podcasting. So I'm, I'm very, very meta. But the show that I do for Spreaker is called the Spreaker Live Show. And it's basically an official podcast for the, for the Spreaker platform. Um, but it's a show talking about tips and tricks on how to podcast, uh, talking about the tools of the platform to help people um, get better doing their shows and, and um help them not pod fade. I don't know if you've heard of that term before, but there's, there is a, an issue out there with people starting a podcast. And then after, you know, six or seven episodes, they, they stop because they either run out of something to say or, or life gets in the way. Um, so, so this show is all about helping people kind of work through those things and understand kind of these subtle issues uh, in, in the podcasting space, uh, whether it be psychological, whether it be more tactical, uh, planning, uh, talking about microphones, talking about um, uh, what's happening in the industry. But, and I do find myself talking a lot about the psychology of podcasting and, and trying to help podcasters understand the psychological uh, swings that you go through, uh, especially in the early days of starting a podcast. Um, about, like you were saying earlier, is anybody listening and don't get depressed. Right. So you have those, those kind of things where you just, you know, you have to spend time reaching out to your community and you have to go, you know, you have to go to events. You have to feel physically connected to your community too, um, in any way that you can. Uh, it's not just sitting in your room with the door closed, uh, or, or in a closed closet where some people record their podcast because that can be very, um, kind of, um, it doesn't inspire connection with other people when you're isolated. So those are those are the kind of things that we talk about. And then the other show that I do is called the New Media Show. It's at newmediashow.com. And I do that every Saturday morning uh, with a co-host, uh, Todd Cochran, who um, 
uh, does a podcast himself uh, called the Geek News Central Podcast, and he runs the Blueberry platform, which is a uh, a, a large podcast hosting platform. That's actually my competitor uh, <laughs> with uh, with Spreaker. But Todd and I have been doing that show. I've known Todd before we were competitors, and and uh, go go way back to like 2005, uh, back when uh, he got started podcasting, uh, and was a part of his. Uh, early podcast network. So, so that shows every uh, Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and that is actually a live video show too. So you can uh, actually see us um, on on YouTube and and live on Facebook as well. Awesome. So, uh, okay, now I've got a technical question because I, this is a big one. So you're doing a live Facebook, right? And you're you're yep. you're recording a podcast. Uh, yeah. Are you are you capturing the how are you capturing the audio to keep quality audio? Well, fortunately, Todd um, has a uh, a uh, a pretty advanced studio. He has a um, a TriCaster. I don't know if you're familiar with yep. a, what a TriCaster is, um, but it's a multi-camera kind of kind of recording studio in a box. Essentially, it's basically a Windows computer that um, that enables you to patch in probably up to five or six video cameras and all sorts of inputs and outputs. So he's able to to take that box and be able to, to stream the video live up to various platforms at the same time. And he has a, a separate computer that just records the audio. Um, so he has multiple, he's probably has like maybe three or four different computers in his office that do different things, uh, you know, from taking Skype calls to, to recording audio and, and he's got a couple of Macs and stuff. So, I mean, it isn't a uh, common, I think he's probably spent close to a hundred thousand dollars on his studio. Uh, so, and it's in his bedroom, so it isn't like it's this big professional thing, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate to have a guy that's capable to, to do this kind of stuff. Plus we also do a video podcast too, which is a downloadable video file. So you can go into the iTunes software and subscribe to the video podcast and it'll download, which is not a very common thing these days. I know Apple still supports a video podcast and we don't really talk about video as a uh, podcasting format, but uh, I, I spent many years working uh, with video podcasting. Um, my early days uh, working on Zoom and, and it was a, a, a very popular video podcasting platform. I built the the podcasting, the video podcasting experience in the Windows Media Center, um, and so that was. That was a big thing back then, but video has now dropped out of really favor in the podcasting space. Um, very, very few shows are put out as video these days, but uh, it is still there. Apple still supports it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting too, right? I think it's been a lot of it. Like you, you put it to YouTube. I bet you that's where do you get the most views? Is it YouTube or Facebook Live? Probably Facebook Live. Uh, it's really weird. It, it, it kind of varies a little bit um, from show to show. I mean, sometimes Facebook just doesn't connect with uh, people that are um, that are willing to watch, and YouTube picks it up. And then some weeks it's Facebook. So I don't know if it's hard to really pinpoint what what drives that kind of stuff. But we do get a lot more kind of conversational engagement on Facebook than we do on, on, on the YouTube side. Um, but, but still the vast majority of the consumption is on the audio side is just the audio podcast. Um, so that's, that's still where the largest part of the audience is. Awesome. And so, um, 
Now, as far as monetizing your podcast and monetizing podcasts, you talked about that a little bit, a bit ahead of time. How are, what do you see the latest trends and and the ways people are monetizing and making money off their podcasts? Well, I think that the big thing to think about uh, with monetization is, um, and I like to to share this concept as you think about producing your show, is that you're basically training your audience to expect something from you. Um, when you start your show, you're basically, you create a format and you create um, kind of a content flow in what you do and you typically kind of like uh, – um, do a repeat of it every week so you have some form of consistency. And when we talk about monetization, monetization can be a little bit of a of a shock to your audience. So there are many podcasts that went many years without advertising, and they 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 kind of train their audiences that um, that there's not going to be advertising in this. This is an advertising free show. It's all about expectations, right? So when you launch a show, this is another one of those things that you need to think about. Is that do you want to monetize your show or is your show just going to be a hobby or is your show to support a business? And and I believe, you know, putting your plan together if you want to make direct money from your podcast, and I would basically start out doing that right out of the gate. Um, and the easiest way to do that is to get us get going, let's say like an affiliate program. Um, you know, it could be the Amazon affiliate program. It could be a, a an affiliate program out of um, uh, Commission Junction, CJ.com. Um, but find a product that you feel good about and start putting that into your program. It doesn't have to take up a lot of your time, but what you're doing is you're setting up your audience to expect that from you and to un- understand that that's part of what you're doing. One of the, the things that people run into is, like like I said, they'll, they'll do a podcast for a long time, and then they'll start putting in a bunch of ads, and they'll start losing their audience because people are like, oh, this guy's a sellout, you know, or <laughs> or that'll actually push away some of your audience because when you're doing a podcast, what you're doing is you're screening out audience is what you're doing over a period of time. Uh, based on what you're doing in your podcast. And I think a lot of people don't really realize this, but every time you change your show, your format, or your content, uh, you're basically going to push away some listeners and attract other listeners. Um, So this is, I saw this a lot in the data um, for many years in the podcasting space when I was working at Zoom, is that I saw this churn that was happening with subscriptions. And I believe it still happens. And we, we don't get a lot of data around this. But but I believe people churn out of podcasts for a lot of psychological reasons. And then they they pick up new subscribers based on new things that you're doing. So you're So you need to keep that in mind, is that if you change the format of your show, you're going to lose a certain percentage of your audience because they got used to it maybe being a certain duration or a certain content flow. So if you're putting your your primary topic at the beginning of your show, when you start your show, in, in the early days of your show, and then later you put your primary topic at the end of the show, you could lose a big chunk of your audience. So you need to involve your audience in your uh, in your um, kind of your show format as well, and bring them along and help them understand why you're making changes and what to expect in the next episode. So it's not a shock to them. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing advice. That's all. I mean, that's really cool. It's the first time I've ever heard that affiliate idea. I mean, it, it makes so much sense. Uh, but that that's great advice that I never heard before. Uh, thanks a lot for that. And you know, and for you, 
for those of you that are thinking, well, I'm going to run it for my business, it's still not a bad idea to throw some other products in there, test stuff out, see yep. what your audience consumes, because they might not be ready for you right now, especially if you have a bigger ticket product, but they might be ready for something smaller that you can sell from an affiliate product. Yeah, that and, and uh, really it's also about you developing your skills as a, I hate to say, but as a pitch man or a pitch woman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of the successful campaigns are driven based on what that what is termed host reads. And host reads, uh, being able to really effectively promote a product or a service in your podcast is not something that comes naturally to most people. Uh, and what you have to do is you have to develop that muscle. You have to develop the ability to be able to present um, a concept of a product and a service um, in a believable, authentic, and real way uh, that um, will actually translate into uh, you know a transaction. So um, that comes from experience and time. And consistency of, of doing that and talking to others and listening to others and how they do it. I, know, I, I love to give an example uh, of a guy that's, that's honed his skill that you can go learn from. And that would be a guy by the name of Leo Laporte. Uh, just go to the Twit Network, and that's T-W-I-T dot TV. Uh, this guy's a nationally syndicated radio host, but he's been doing host reads for like 14 years now. And he's built a $10 million business just doing podcasting. Uh, so go learn from him. Go, go listen to him about how to present um, uh, basically host-endorsed um, spots in your podcast. And, uh, and you know, learn from those that have found success. He's a unique talent, so you may not be able to replicate entirely what what he does in his host reads, um, but at least you can come close and learn from the, those techniques. I think it might be really helpful to you in the long run. That's that's great, great advice too. I mean, this is a this is fantastic advice. Besides just you know, because picking up the mic is important, getting it done is important, and then improve, improve, improve. And, yep. and you know, it, it's a lot of fun and it's really cool yeah. and it's a great way to develop a lot of content, um, that anyone can do. Uh, that's, it's great. Uh, Rob, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you know, I, I've got one last thing to ask you. So everyone then wants traffic, right? They, they want to get traffic. What do you see as the, the best traffic way to get more listeners for your podcast quickly right now? Well, I, I think it helps to understand uh, what the core drivers of audience are in the medium and what the research um, shows. And th there's kind of two parts to it. There's there's the word of mouth um, aspect, which podcasting has grown and developed over the last 14 years based on word of mouth sharing. There has not been a lot of uh, quote unquote you know television advertising about podcasting, uh, but there has been. Uh, a fair amount of uh, large media companies sh sharing um, the concept of podcasting and sharing and talking about their podcasts. But the big things are are um, making sure that your community that you have, your influencer community, if you have built that, uh, is aware that you're doing a podcast and, and um, they can share it with others. So you want to inspire sharing and communication on a one-to-one -one basis is is the key concept 
that you need to focus on because that's what the driver of this medium is. But obviously do all of the things that you're doing uh, in your um, current life uh, on social media. Uh, I mean, even if you use email, you know, put it in your signature line that you have a, a podcast. Let people know, you know, if you go to a trade show or a conference, um, get on, try and get on panels, try and get on um um, one-to-one relationship building scenarios, and that will help build your your show um, over the long term. I mean, keep in mind that podcasting is kind of a it's a marathon run; it's not a sprint. Um, and building a show, um, though it can grow rapidly if you get a lot of media coverage. I mean, if you're a big name celebrity, I think you can grow your podcast much quicker. But if you're starting from scratch or you're um, you don't have a huge following. It's going to be one listener at a, at a time, and you really have to think about that. And that gets back to what I was talking earlier about um, consistency um, and not changing your show dramatically, but you want to improve the show. So you have to walk this fine line of um, of being able to to um, change the show, to improve it, to build your audience without losing audience. And I think that th- those are important concepts. Um, so I, I would say that those are the big things, but get yourself out there in as many other mediums as you can. Um, write, if you can get on TV, if you can get on um, a real radio uh, to talk about your, your topic. Um, I think all those things are really important. Get involved in your local community too. Build your name in, in, in your local community as an expert. Um, in a particular area, um, get out there and get involved in your your association and your trade association, um, and and let people know that you're doing a podcast to support your industry, or you're doing a podcast, you know, about you know that's comedy, or get involved in the entertainment space. Um, try and become, I hate to say it, but try and become a celebrity yourself, um, and get well known out there for what you do. Uh, it's just consistent effort. Um, Get in Google, get in, you know, get a website, promote your website, use important keywords that are important to you, um, and then just diversify what you do as much as possible. Wow. That's it? That's all we have to do? <laughs> That's it. Only that. Yeah. Th- podcasting is hard work. It's it's not um, not easy, and it takes a lot of grunt work. It takes a lot of difficult work. Uh, to actually build a show. I know a lot of people maybe don't have that time to do. Uh, then don't have a high expectation that you're going to be able to build a show that has, you know, 200,000 listeners um, overnight, though. Um, so unless you're willing to put the effort in, uh, it's it's going to take you a while to get there. <laughs> well, and, you know, and if your listeners are valuable, if you have a va- like a high value, um, you know, what we had a great episode was with Tucker Max and his book in a box program and talking about that and how one of their clients got, you know, a th- only sold a thousand copies, but those thousand okay. copies yeah. was a very specific industry. And yeah. one of those clients is worth like a million dollars to that person over three years. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, if you get 50 people listening, but they're the 50 people that you want to listen, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it, that's, what's important. Yeah, I think keeping in mind that I, you know, some people get upset. Oh, I only have three hundred listeners to my podcast. Well, when was the the last time you were able to present your your business or your company or your ideas to three hundred people? I mean, I mean, it's that's a huge amount of people. So, uh, podcasting, uh, even at the small scale, uh, can be very impactful on your career and your life, uh, especially when, because it's usually pretty niche 
which means that um, there isn't going to be a huge audience out there for you, uh, depending on what your your niche is. Um, and but that doesn't mean that it won't be transformative in your life because those 300 people could be key people in the industry that you're in uh, that can drive maybe uh, job opportunities, maybe um, uh, client work. Um, you know, the spectrum is only up to to you and your your imagination, your ability to connect with others. Exactly. Exactly. And um, so I'm, I lied. I only have one more question for you. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, what's your what's your favorite podcast right now? Well, I I actually listen to a lot of different podcasts because I I want to get uh, a feel for where where the industry is moving. So I'll go into iTunes and I'll I'll look at their their top two hundred list or whatever, and I'll I'll spend a few minutes listening to a variety of different shows on a regular basis. Like my subscription list is like one hundred and twenty shows, uh, so I can never possibly listen to them all. But generally, my my listening is typically politics. Uh, like the Rachel Maddow show, which is a major media podcast, or uh, uh, tech tech shows. Uh, I, I spent many years working at Microsoft, so I I listen to a podcast called Windows Weekly. It's done uh, with Leo Laporte, which I mentioned earlier. Um, I've been on that show before, um, and it's uh, it, it's just something I like to keep up with on the tech side. I'm a geek at heart, actually. So <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> Well, Rob, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. It's been a fantastic uh, time talking to you. Su- such great information. Great, Ian. It was great to be on on your show, and I wish your show fantastic success too. And I hope uh, you know you're able to continue to grow your audience base. And uh, it sounds like you've got a great great program here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that, and thank you all for listening uh, to me and Rob. This has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.